Hi, everyone, and welcome back to SNC's Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Sydney, and today we have two special guests, Dr. Garber and Dr. Danka, who are faculty leaders for the J Term 2024 Global Seminar History of Women in STEM and in the, U- in the UK and Italy. Welcome to the podcast. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourselves before we begin? Hi, my name is Katie Garber. Uh, I'm a chemistry professor. I'm teaching in the Oregon history. Um, I'm supposed to tell them about it. I don't know. That's, 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 that's I think it. that's okay. fine, yeah. And I'm Elizabeth Danka. I'm an assistant professor of biology. Um, I'm a microbiologist and I teach classes that deal with cell biology and microbiology at the introductory and advanced levels. Thank you so much for that introduction. We are excited to let students know more about this wonderful opportunity for J Term 2024. So let's get started with some questions. So could you guys please start up by telling everyone about this global seminar you'll be leading, where and when are you going, um, what types of course credit students can earn, um, and then what topics they'll be learning about while they are there. So this is a two plus two course. The two credits are in the second half of the fall 2023 semester. Uh, and we'll be traveling in J-Term 2024 to uh, primarily the UK and Italy, although we'll be taking some side trips from England to Paris, France. This course, because it's a two plus two, students will earn two credits in the fall when we have our two-hour weekly meetings, like uh, Dr. Garber said, after fall break, and then we'll earn the remaining credits in January as we travel. We're currently planning to travel from January 3rd to the 17th. Um, we, this course is written as an advanced Western tradition core course, so students will be, will be learning about um, certainly women scientists in the U.S., but also women scientists in, the, in Europe throughout time and thinking about the barriers that they faced and how they have overcome those barriers and the cool sorts of things that they have done in various STEM-related fields. And STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math, so we'll be thinking about a variety of different content. Okay, thank you. So do you guys have any idea of what type of housing accommodations will be available throughout this seminar in January? Sure yet, uh, exactly what type of housing that could be. Dorms or it could be hotels. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then who inspired you to design this program specifically with STEM and then focusing it more on women? <laughs> um, we both have our PhDs, and so uh, we've faced a lot of the barriers, and so obviously very different things in, in history, but um, at least for me, when I was an undergraduate, I didn't have a whole lot of role models, female scientist role models, um, and uh, I want my students to have that, um, and I want to, um, it's not just for women, uh, I think it's important for men to know these barriers and recognize these barriers too, so that they can be advocates. Um, as well. So I think it can really benefit um, current undergraduates. And I think that sometimes in STEM classes, we get really focused on the content and lose a little bit of everything else that goes around with the content. And so I think this will be a good way for students to think about the cultural effects that would, you know, influence STEM studies and also historical uh, factors that have influenced STEM throughout the years. And so thinking about a broader view of a lot of the things that students are interested in in STEM fields. Yeah, in science classes, we have so much material to cover that we don't really get past the science, and this will allow us to look at more than just the science. That's a good point. Yep, I can tell you guys are very passionate about it, so it's a good thing that you two are leading this seminar. 
So going off of that, I know you guys have been working on the itinerary and trying to figure everything out for January. So what are some of your favorite spots the students will have an opportunity to visit on this global seminar? I am uh, really excited about some of the museums and the locations in London. Um, but if I had to pick my favorite place that I've ever been, it's Paris. I'm super excited about taking students to Paris. I was just reading last night about how, um, I guess you can visit Marie Curie's um, Tomb and it's like lined with lead because to this day she's uh, so still radioactive, <laughs> which I think is, is amazing. Um, I'm also super excited about Italy because I've never been there and it's on my bucket list. Uh, it's my heritage, my hometown. Um, so I'm very excited about visiting the sites in Italy too. I'm super excited to visit the sites in Italy because Italy has a really rich history of women in STEM and medicine, um, and I think that's really cool. You know, for a long time, Italy was certainly a center of like higher education and learning. And I think it's really interesting how many women were involved with that throughout the years. Um, so Italy is fun. I think Italy's or um, London's also going to be a lot of fun. There's a lot of cool places. I know it's a little bit more approachable because, you know, speak English there. So <laughs> we're going to sort of ease into traveling and hit up some cool places um, along the way. So in what ways will this program benefit STEM or just students specifically? I would say that one thing I want to make clear is that this program is not just for STEM majors. Um, so we're encouraging students from across the college to apply. I think we'll have really rich discussions and we will all learn a lot more if we have a broad background. So that's important. Um, and I also wanted to point out that even though this is the history of women in STEM, this course is also not just for female identifying students. So we hope that any student that's interested will apply for this. Um, think about how this will benefit STEM students. I think that there are certainly students who will face some of the barriers that we are going to talk about in this course as they move forward in their careers. And this will help them be prepared to, well, be aware of those barriers, but then also be prepared for ways that they can address those and they can you know, advocate for themselves and be um, help them be successful in their careers. And for students who may not have those same barriers, they will um, certainly be able to think about ways to combat those barriers and to help support others that may be facing those barriers in their careers. Not just in the future, but also here, because it's a problem in all, in all stages of careers. So it can help here and then in the future careers as well. Mm -hmm. So going off of that, I know you both just touched on it. So in what ways will this help a lot of these students after they graduate with their future career? Do you have anything else besides just getting them ready and prepped for some maybe facing these obstacles and thought anything about that more? I think it's useful if you're a scientist to know kind of the history and mm -hmm. what things are, you know, you're standing on the shoulders of the people who came before you and a lot of the things, at least we talk about in organic chemistry, it's a lot of male discovery. Um, and I'm excited to kind of focus on the over, kind of more overlooked um, discoveries by female scientists in the past. So I think that's, it's just always good to know where your field has come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's totally true. We hear a lot about the Rosalind Franklin story, right? But there's tons of other stories out there of women that did really seminal work that's really cool and interesting and impressive that they were able to do that work. And so I think it'll be important for students to be like, hey, women have been doing this for like centuries. I can certainly do these things too. I can think about ways to be involved, um, you know, important ways to be involved. And I think one of the other things that we're hoping that they will get out of it is um, concrete ways to address problems. So 
when you're thinking about assignments where they're going to actually be designing ways to combat some problems that they're going to have or work on clear writing and expressing those ideas succinctly so that we can hopefully make some change. Okay, and then just to clarify, so the part of this class, the two credits of this class that will be taken in the fall, will you primarily be discussing women in STEM in the US and then the part in January, that's like more cultural or just everything combined? I think we'll be looking at the history of women all over the country in the fall. Okay. We'll be doing a lot of the, just because we want to spend the J term kind of being immersed in the culture. And so okay, so you mean all over the world? Where did I say? You said the country. I didn't mean the country. Okay. <laughs> um, so a global approach to women <laughs> yes. in the fall and then thinking about the cultural side and getting into like seeing some women scientists in action at different museums and thinking about, there's a number of these uh, exhibits and things. We'll mm -hmm. go to a research center outside of London and like history to like present day. That'll be interesting for the students to learn about it and then go actually visit it. I think I would love to do something like that. You should apply. I should apply. <laughs> if I wasn't graduating, I would. Um, so going off of that then, my last question for you guys. For any students that are thinking about applying to this program, what would you tell them to convince them to do so? I mean, you guys were already pretty convincing, but anything else you want to add? I think, <laughs> I think we're both really excited about this program. I don't think that there are other programs that are like this. And I know that a lot of STEM students have trouble studying abroad. You know, it's hard to fit a full semester in with a really packed, you that know, is a very major. Good point. Yes. So this is a good way to get abroad for a little while, to get an experience um, and learn about something that's a little bit different from our like classic STEM classes. Mm -hmm. But for students who are not STEM majors, they may not have had this experience where they are thinking about what scientists do, right? And so they may bring more of the history side or more of the cultural side, um, but they can sort of help integrate all of these different parts of our program and make it a better experience for everyone. Science is never That's true. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, so a big thank you to both Dr. Garber and Dr. Danka for being featured on this week's episode. This is just one of the, ma one of the ma many amazing programs we have planned for students this upcoming J-term. So check out more details at snc.edu slash go slash global nights. Applications are now open. The priority deadline is April 28th. And if you apply by then, you will receive $150 credit towards your program. Keep a lookout for more episodes. See you next time for more adventures.